Welcome to the New Dawn Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Lusht. I'm a plant-based nutritionist and transformation guide, and I am dedicated to the possibility of transformation, opening our hearts and believing in ourselves and living our truest purpose. Each week on the podcast, I will be interviewing everyday people doing extraordinary things, people in our communities that have lived through total life dismantles, alchemized themselves and turned their pain into their passions. This week, I'd like to introduce you to Sam Ali. Sam is a Kundalini yoga and meditation teacher. She has lived through being a young mum with a serious heart condition and working in the corporate world, all the time feeling totally numb. When she couldn't take any more pain, she vowed that she must find another way to live. Sam embodies a woman finding her inner strength and her authentic blueprint. And in this conversation, we talk about how to hold ourselves in moments of total discomfort, how to identify what gives and takes away our energy, and how to make Kundalini Yoga accessible. We talk about how finding the key to knowing ourselves and what works for us on this journey of transformation is so important. My heart connected deeply with this conversation and I hope it will for you too. There's always so much more about you that I want to know and I'm really excited to delve deeply into our conversation today. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Oh, Don, thank you so much. Um, It's an absolute pleasure to be here and I'm excited as well to see what we uncover together. Um, Sam, you're a Kundalini yoga and meditation teacher, is that I am. right? Yes, right. indeed. Tell me a little bit more about that. What does that mean? Okay, so Kundalini yoga is a yogic technology um, that we can utilize to expand our um, physical body, our energetic bodies, there's six of them, and our mental bodies, so that when they are at their optimum and thriving, then we can, we can thrive. And there's so many different layers to it. There's so many different elements to it. And the fascinating thing about Kundalini Yoga is it works, you know, and it works in a very short amount of time, three minutes, and you can feel an amazing energetic shift. Um, and then with the practice, once you kind of start incorporating on a daily basis, you see massive long-term shifts so it's um it's not something that you know is away in the ethers and it's not something that's just a concept it's a very practical tool to get you through um anything that comes your way anything that life is presenting you with um in a way that you can use the experience and alchemize the um maybe the energy and the anger or anything into something that would be a creative energy rather than a destructive energy so yeah it's it's my absolute go to you know um that to me sounds like the the ultimate thing that everybody should be doing you know transforming and alchemizing pain and suffering into something higher and more expanded sounds um right up my street now the thing is um I haven't had any I'm a yoga teacher as you know um uh, but I haven't had any uh experience of kundalini yoga at all Uh, the only thing I've ever seen is Guru Singh I don't know if you've heard of him yeah yeah 
Um, and people wearing turbans and a lot yeah, of white. Absolutely. Can you tell me a little bit what's I, that about? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And this is this. I'm really happy that you mentioned that because this is kind of where I'm at right now with everybody's kind of perception of Kundalini yoga, and yet the, you know it's steeped in in tradition, and we wear white um, because it expands our aura, and we cover the head because it, it protects our energy, um, and but for me. I'm the way that I'm moving is I'm kind of taking them elements out and what I want to do is bring to people especially to women just the the practical tools that we can use every single day to to elevate and to get us through and I want to do it in a way where I'm even starting to sort of not use kundalini yoga as much because I feel like even sometimes when you say that the mind goes straight to the 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 concept you know the the idea of what it is and I I'm I'm really passionate about giving people an experience and letting them choose for themselves and letting them go through the experience feeling what happens to their body feeling what happens and then taking it from there if there's something that makes spark something inside of them then they can take you know, they can take their journey further. So my my whole new kind of way of looking at things is to present bite-size, really accessible bite-size pieces of kundalini yoga and the technology and meditation that people can use every single day and they can they can see changes, immediate changes. Does that make does that make that sense? That makes total yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what's interesting is um uh, taking the core of kundalini yoga and then creating something accessible really speaks to me because I've always looked at kundalini yoga as this kind of etheric out there uh, inaccessible club that I'm not actually part of Um, and it's intimidating and I don't know if I want to wear white um, absolutely (laughs) so yeah absolutely and also a lot of people kind of think you know the chanting and there's just so many parts to it and you've kind of got to be a little bit out there to try it I think everybody who comes to Kundalini is a bit of a rebel I think because it's like come on do it to me Um, and and that's all well and good and and, but, but people are very as you've just quite you know um quite rightly said people are kind of a little bit like oh oh I don't know I'd rather just stick to the kind of you know the the more mainstream um and and that's what we, we need to bring the the power of that technology into today and into a language and into a way um that people resonate with now because the the impact of it is something that we like crucially crucially need now especially as women um and I don't know if you know this but um part of our yoga can yoga uh, sorry our anatomy as women is we have two our clients so we have shoulder to shoulder and then we have nipple to nipple and that's because we're designed to obviously birth children um and whether we choose to do that or not that that's fine but this actually this extra arc line gives us 16 times more capacity than a man to 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 be more powerful to be more creative but on the other side of that we're 16 times more destructive which is why we find a lot of women um spiral into kind of self-doubt and insecurity and all these different things and we feel it a lot more so 
when we get to understand this this anatomy, the energetic anatomy, we can start to work with that and we can start to use that power, that creative power that we have to expand and to 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 project and to step into the most powerful version of ourselves rather than to to take it the other way. Because we are very good as women at spiraling and, and going the other way and giving ourselves a bloody hard time for doing that as well. Oh my God, absolutely. Uh, the self-doubt um and self-worth are things i think that carry well i speak for myself it's definitely something that i i still uh, journey with and work with and think about on a daily basis you know mm-hmm. um and i can really relate to that feeling of being really hard on myself and and i used to work in recruitment <clears throat> in london uh, as well as hr and Interviewing men and interviewing women is such a different experience because you see men generally come to the table and they're strong, they're present, they're really, you know, self-confident on the whole in that kind of situation. Mm. And then the women would be self-deprecating more so. Uh, Mm. And, you know, the feeling of trust is less there for a woman to step into that role because of the 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 way that they're projecting themselves and yet they're probably as equal or dare I say a little bit more Mm -hmm. able to do the job (laughs) with compassion and empathy and all that kind of stuff and it's just it's an incredible experience to watch and to feel yourself isn't it absolutely absolutely and and that is one of my biggest whys right now is that we need more women in this world to to be stepping up and and expanding and creating and not being as destructive you know and 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 we can do that by starting to um it all starts with 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 the breath doesn't it dawn it all starts with the more energy we have the more prana we take in the more vital we are and one of the one of the and people may have heard me talk about this before but one of the main reasons I love kundalini yoga so much and why I find it so different to other streams of yoga not that you know I, I respect every lineage and I love to experiment with every lineage but when when in kundalini yoga when you hold your arms up for stupid amounts of time like and you are going through everything you're going through the discomfort your arms are burning like can you hold that can you breathe through that can you maintain that posture you know not not pain there's a difference between discomfort and pain if it's painful fine you know you know do what you need to do but if it's discomfort then it's the same as in life like can you hold yourself through the discomfort can you maintain that stance and that stature when you're getting knocked and sweat can you stay in your center and you know I don't mean that you you it's far it's a far cry from switching off and being numb and putting your head in sand and, and you know spiritual bypassing that's not what it's about it's about feeling everything and then I am I'm a big fan of this um another thing that's give, given me is what I like to call the pause and it's yeah and it's just I call it the same thing do you yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's just awareness isn't it Dawn it's awareness and it's like right okay I had a, a oh sorry I had a really challenging situation yesterday um and it was funny because uh, because I knew we were chatting today I kind of made a mental note of it for you um and it was very it would have been very easy for me to just go straight into reaction and straight into oh well and and trying to blame and trying to do this or trying to um justify that I've been made to feel less than or like a victim and then what I like to do is pause and play out the scenario in my mind 
what is going to give me energy and what's going to leak my energy? Like, which way do I want to go? You know, and it's my choice. And then few moments are crucial. If you can tap into that and the more you do it, the more it's like anything, the more you flex that muscle, the easier it gets. And like these little things are what makes life just so much like, you know, I don't want to say easy, you know, everything, life's still going to happen, but the way that we kind of respond and react rather or act rather than react, I think is crucial. Yes, absolutely. And oh, Sam, you're really speaking my language now. Um, Because I think we have to become really responsible for our energetic vomit, right? (laughs) Uh, The pause stops us from vomiting our energy all over our friends, our families, our people, you know, over ourselves. Um, And that pause is exactly that, taking it from being reactive to active. And that's where the empowerment comes, right? That's where we get the opportunity to go, no, I'm not going to be controlled. I'm not going to be manipulated. I'm not going to keep thinking of myself as a victim in this situation. I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to pause. God. Yeah. Well, I was, yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it stops us from complaining as well, because, you know, when we go into that kind of all that gossip and the complaining, which, you know, as women, again, it's very easy. It's like second nature to us sometimes. So we have to become very aware of it. And it's like, you know, again, and then what I love to do and what I love to say to people is um, make a note throughout the day of, um, what is giving you energy and what is leaking your energy. Now that can be anything that can be from, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in like, um, do what makes you feel good and nourishes you. So I'm not like, and this again is where I'm a little bit from the Kundalini lineage. It's like, I'm not cut this out and don't do this and da, 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 da. I'm a big believer in, um, we're living in a post-moralistic world and that's where we're going into. We don't have to justify everything that we're doing. It's our choice. We can self-initiate, we can self-govern. Um, and that is like so important, but you need to be aware of it. You need to be for your own sake. You need to be aware of where you're giving energy or where you're, you know, you're expanding your energy and where you're leaking your energy. So just keep a tally during the day and you'll be surprised, you know, just keep a little note and you want to just end the day plus it's as simple as that. And if you can end the day in the plus, do the things that you need to. So yeah, have a cup of coffee, but maybe then do three minutes prawn and, you know, pranayam, balance it out. <laughs> what, what do you think um, leaking energy and receiving energy looks like, feels like, acts like in life sure. for those of us who aren't familiar with that kind of practice? Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's say, for example, um, I say that I'm going to do something and then I don't keep my word that will leak my energy because from that, I will have that in my mind for the rest of the day. I'll feel guilty about it. I'll feel bad about it. So that's t- draining me, you know, on a physical level and a mental level. It's like, mm-hmm, and I feel bad. Whereas if I had seen through what I said I was going to do and kept my word, I'd have probably, you know, maybe it was something that I didn't want to do. I'd have faced the fear and done it anywhere. And, and I would feel energized by that. And I would feel like, you know, happy and elated. And I would feel like all the good feels. Um, so that's kind of one example. Another one would be, um, I don't know. Um, you maybe, know, Brené, sorry. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Brené Brown talks about um, the... And I love this, especially for us people pleasers. I don't know if you're one of those, Sam, but I'm (laughs) all of my hands up in the air for that one. Um, The power of saying no. So leaking energy would be um, if somebody's facing you and they're talking to you and they're asking you, can you 
create all of these cakes for the bake sale. Mm-hmm. Not that that happens at this moment because mm-hmm. nobody's touching anything, but and you you know that you can't, you haven't got space for that. And yet in that moment, you don't want to make the other person unhappy. So you say, yes, I will. And then you've got three months, let's say, of resentment and mm-hmm. unhappiness and mm-hmm. you're blaming them for making you feel bad. Yeah. And yet you could have had three minutes of just going no and then feeling really bad that you let them down, but then feeling like actually that was the right thing for everybody involved. Yeah, yeah, exactly that, exactly that. And we can we can take that to the micro level or the micro level. You know, we can adapt that to any situation. So the key is becoming aware and, and that's what it all kind of comes back to. It's becoming aware and, and knowing what works for you, um, like one of the biggest lessons for me has been get, just getting getting quiet and getting clear on my fingerprint and what works for me and knowing that, you know, my views are not for me to put onto somebody else and it has to be their experience. And that's why with the things that I'm creating now, it's more of a rather than telling things on an intellectual basis or an information basis, because there's so much information right now. It's like everywhere you turn, there's, there's more information, which is great if you know how to kind of, you know, take that in. Because again, that could be another energy leak, you know, taking too much in. Um, and I can't what I was going to say now. <laughs> That's okay. Tell me about the fingerprint. What do you mean about that? So we've all got our unique fingerprint. Um, and... You know, like even down to like the education system and how it's been for so many years, it's we, we kind of we get we get kind of funneled into these boxes and into these. Oh, you you know you're going to be this this in this career and that's all you're going to do and you're going to get this degree and you're going to get you know a piece of paper that's going to you know. And I and, and I truly believe that we're moving away from that and we're going moving into, and it starts with the children and the education system, our unique fingerprint. You know what makes us and and we can we can be taking it. From here and here and here and it can be from a different array of modalities we don't have to do the kind of one thing and and that and, and the things that just come so natural to you and the things that make you alive that's your fingerprint and just knowing that you don't need to fix anything that's just a huge one isn't it you know how many how many how liberating it was for me to realize that I don't need to do this and do this and do this to try and heal myself and fix myself and knowing that it's already it's already there and like if i tap into what lights me up and i follow that then i am being my vital self i am being my most alive self and i think there's a yeah there's great power in that so and we're all so unique and this is where kind of human design funnels in the fingerprint you know mm-hmm. nice little segue there uh, <laughs> yeah and because so human mm. de- Human design is something that you and I um, are very passionate about, right? We're we're both projectors, although our numbers, I can't remember what they're called now. Um, a profile. Are dif- our profile yeah, are different. Yeah. So I'm a 5'1 and you're a... I'm a 2'4". Two 2'4". Four. Two four. Yeah, I'm a 2'4 and I'm a splenic projector. I can't, I don't know if you... Yeah, I'm splenic as well. Yeah, splenic as well. Yeah, as well. yeah. sorry. So... Um, and for those of you who don't know, human design, uh, and excitingly, we've actually got Kezia, who's um, from human design, coming on to do a podcast yes. uh, all about this soon. Mm-hmm. Um, human design is basically about finding out who you are um, at an energetic level, how you show up, um, what works for you, how you interact with people. Um, and I'm probably not doing it enough justice right now. <laughs> um 
but uh, Sam and I are both projectors, aren't we? Which means that we're we're unique in the way that we interact with the world. Yeah. So that's part of our fingerprint, right? That's a part yeah. of how we show up, our unique resonance, what our heart wants, how it wants to express itself, how we want to express ourselves. Mm. Um, but I bet you haven't, and we'll come on to that mm. in more detail in a little mm-hmm. bit, but I really would like to uh, find out whether you have lived your fingerprint your whole life, Sam. Have you been? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> Absolutely not. I would say that um, I I started tapping into living my fingerprint from the age of 32. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why you may have seen it, but um I didn't have the the best childhood. It was, you know, I was kind of predestined if you go back to to a different maybe course and a bit bit of a different direction. And I lost my mum at a very early age. And that kind of shut my heart down. I stopped trusting people. I stopped. And I didn't know at the time, but I know now, obviously, after, you know, being on this journey, that that kind of trauma stored inside actually turns into a physical manifestation. And... When I hit my 30s, I I was having frequent panic attacks, but then I was diagnosed with like a heart condition. Um, But I was also given a ridiculous amount of medication. I had no quality of life. I was literally like rattling. I couldn't lift my head off the sofa. It was quite dire. And I had two young children at the time as well to to be dealing with. It was, yeah, it was bad. And the job and all the pressures that come with not being able to go to work and... Yeah. So you weren't you weren't working as a yoga teacher at the time. Oh no 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 no. I was more self medicating, taking the doctor's medication. I was literally. I was. I I would say was completely living the. I was just numb, and you know, and that it started in an in early age, but then that just kind of progressed and progressed. And I'm very stubborn, so I didn't do anything about it until I was like laid on the surgery table for an eight hour operation. Um. And and it was literally at that point, it was like, right, okay, there's got to be something different, you know. And I knew I couldn't, the, the doctors were telling me, like, this is going to be for the rest of your life. You're going to have to be on medication. You're going to have to get beta blocker, you, you know, all the things. And I was like, no. So what was going on? What what was happening? So I was, um, I had, they had diagnosed what you call costochondriitis. I don't know if you know that. It's where your diaphragm. So, so again, it all comes down to the breath. I wasn't, I wasn't breathing. I was in I was in a constant state of contraction. Um, and, and over time, my, 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 my lungs weren't working to the full capacity. I just felt like it was an elephant sat on my chest the whole day long. It felt like I was just being crushed the whole day long. I couldn't wear bras. I couldn't do anything. I literally just had to lay flat. But at the same oh, time, goodness. I had this condition going on. It's called Wolf Parkinson White Syndrome. So it's something I was born with. I know quite the names, costochondritis and Wolf Parkinson White Syndrome. It was funny <laughs> really when is. I was, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and nobody knew about it. The doctors didn't know about it. They didn't, nobody really knew what to do. But the worst thing was that nobody believed me, um, that there was something wrong. So th- I had started thinking that it was me and it was a mental thing um, rather than a physical thing. So when the ECG came back and said, no, you've, you know, there's something seriously wrong. It was like a relief that was like, <gasps> thank goodness. Why didn't anybody believe you? They- by the time it, it what it does is when when your heartbeat it starts it's short we're electric out we are heart you know it's all made up of electric yeah. so I have an electro pathway in my heart 
that had been there from birth and people can go all their life and it doesn't get activated. But again, you know, with, with the way I'd been living, you know, it, it came to pass that mine did. And so it's that short circuits. So mm-hmm. basically it started going, I don't know, like over 200 beats, a ridiculous amount. So it felt like I was like having a heart attack all the time. So I'd pass out in department stores and all these different things. But by the time I got to hospital, everything was fine. So they were like, okay, there's something wrong with you. You know, you, That's you just... the opposite of the white coat syndrome, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but again, the, the, you know, even back then I, I knew deep down that it was, it, you know, it, it wasn't me and it wasn't a mental thing. And, and I fought, you know, really hard for, for them to, to, to listen to me. Um, even close family and friends didn't thought I was actually just losing the plot, which I'm sure they felt like <laughs> of the life especially when I started doubling in crystals they thought I'd really lost the plot (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah and you know I think your experience of nobody quite believing your physical symptoms and what's going on for you is really common Mm. for so many of them like my nutrition clients um that especially with autoimmune conditions especially when you're dealing with uh ME or chronic fatigue and things like that the information that comes back to you which is massively disempowering and that creates that whole disconnect from our bodies which is I'm sure where kundalini yoga comes in for you um, is that they sow the seed of doubt don't they that you do not know yourself and therefore I know you better than you know you and I'm telling you there's nothing wrong with you Mm-hmm. And instead of us rising up and going, no, you're wrong. I am going to find out what's wrong with me and sod you all. Um, you go, well, you must be right because you obviously know more about my body than I do. And when you say it like that, obviously you can hear that that doesn't sound right. But, but when you're time- in there, yeah, when you're in the trenches and you're already in a vulnerable state and you're already feeling, you know, not you, not in your optimum, you know, it's it's very... And it's almost comforting to to let them tell you that because then it kind of takes that, you know, the onus off of you to to actually then. And and I could have quite easily back then Don said, okay, I'll take the tablets. Okay, if that's going to make me feel better, it's the same as reaching for the paracetamol for the headache. You know, it's okay. That's going to make me feel better. And you've this is where it's again, like you said, Kundalini yoga, the yoga of awareness. It, it's about you. You you've got to really listen to what's going on and what your soul's telling you. Your soul is in alignment. You know, it's telling you the truth. And if you can get quiet enough to listen to that, then you don't have to take it on from the outside and you just follow what's going, you know, what your voice is saying on the inside. And I know it's easier said than done, um, but this is where like a daily practice comes in. And you mentioned autoimmune diseases. It's, there's a few of my clients, you know, k- um, Kundalini clients that have, and I've seen them progress from, you know, one, one lady was in a wheelchair and then from the consistent practice and building her strength, building her, the, the, the strength it gives you in your nervous system. Again, when you hold your arms up for all that time and they shake, they say shake now so you're not shaking later. It just builds, it builds your strength up so much. And I've, I've seen like this particular lady progress, like, and she's like one of the strongest girls in class now. And it's just like so rewarding and illuminating and inspiring and to see what I went through and what other women what you can do on your own and what you you know you tap into your own empowerment you know your own resources and you're invincible you can you can do whatever you want you really can I'm totally getting goosebumps Mm. right now Sam Mm -hmm. um 
that can sound quite overwhelming though when when you're not in that space to think that you have power to think that you can affect change in your life so how did you make that change from uh you know Mm -hmm. being numb and -hmm. having all these experiences to finding kundalini yoga and I'm guessing there were things along the way that yeah there was there was it was following the breadcrumbs and it was just um a series of serendipitous is that the word yes serendipitous events and I was open to it because I'd got to a point where I didn't really have a choice anymore well I did have a choice I could have chosen to spend a life on medication and and not really or it was just one of them crossroads and I I I'd had enough at that point of everything that had gone on. And I, I thought, no, there's more to me. This I'm, I'm stronger than this. I'm, and it was, I typed wellness into the Google. That's, it was as simple as that, honestly, because I didn't even know what wellness was. I was like, what does that even mean? Like at this point, I had no clue what it was. Um, and I typed that in and, and that just led me to a website and that led me to somebody else. And then I, Tara came into my awareness, Tara, Tara Bliss, Bliss. Tara Bliss mm-hmm. and she had this um, Party Girls Guide to Peace program because I'd been prior to the thing I'd been sort of drinking and going out and numbing in them kind of way so I was like okay I could do with a little bit of this and I was curious and I did that and then I found kundalini yoga um online and there were no classes in Leeds at the time um there was one on a Thursday night quite late at night and I had the young ones but for my first class I just went and I floated out of that room and I was like wow it was like a, a life-altering experience what for happened? me. Oh, I pushed myself to places that I didn't know I could get to, you know, my body. And it, like I said, it physically shook. And just the, the music and the mantras, the way that the class was structured, I kind of, I, I got myself and pushed, not pushed myself, but I'd shown myself what I was capable of. And then um, moved into kind of the meditation, which just, it just felt like absolute bliss and I wasn't anywhere like you know I wasn't I wasn't it was the first time I'd done the practice I wasn't you know good I wasn't you know but it's a practice not perfect right and it's how it makes you feel and it was just one of those moments that were (sighs) I need this in my life you know it it gave me my not control back it gave me my me back I don't know if that makes sense but yeah your empowerment yeah I feel like yeah, absolutely. And then just cultivating that on a daily basis, then it just, and, and what happens is, and this, again, it's one of the amazing things about Kundalini Yoga is you don't really have to know what you want or where you're going. You don't really have to do that. Like you do the practice and whatever's not okay with where you're going, whatever's not in alignment with where you're going will fall away. And I learned that the hard way with, with, um, with my with my ex-partner of 17 years like that was a dysfunctional relationship but I wasn't prepared to let go of that because it was all I knew and that was my security as I'm sure many women can relate to this story yes Um, absolutely yeah (laughs) and as soon as I started um getting serious about kundalini yoga then and I still again I'm stubborn I still wasn't prepared to let go I was like no 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 and then the, the decision got taken out of my hands but I I know that it was my inner work that led to the external circumstances and you know these these things happen because that's how it needs to be and again you're presented with two choices I could have let that experience bring me down or I could use it as a catalyst for what's opening up yeah that was exactly the word I was just thinking you know um I 
I work uh, for me, obviously, I work with nutrition clients and transformation generally across the board. So do you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's from a place of our own personal transformation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I, uh, speaking for myself, I can see that where we arrive to now is about um, is through a series of catalytic tr- um, moments. Like I am stubborn too. I would not be on this path unless I was made to do it. <laughs> We're like, no, okay. <laughs> I want to be unconsciously uncomfortable for the rest of my life and what the universe has said to me is no you cannot do this there's a much greater more expanded and much stronger version of you and I want you to come and meet that and you know obviously on some level I want to meet that person I want to um, live that life I want to feel those feelings but I will do it uh, up until now kicking and screaming I will do it work (laughs) (laughs) it is the courageous for a reason right oh my god yes and that's the thing it makes me laugh sometimes because like if I get like you know if something happens because it bent it no means it means that you're a pushover I think people have got this misconception that as you awaken and ascend and you know all the all the kind of spiritual jargon out there that things become so easy and rosy and like fairy dust and and it's like oh my god no it's so much easier to just put Netflix on and just get pizza believe me which I do do (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah, absolutely. Me too. I did it. I did it the other day, actually. Yeah. Um, you have to, right? You have to. Yeah, it's about balance. It's about balance. But as long as you're doing it with an awareness, then it's fine. As long as you're not doing it to escape from anything, then yeah, then. Absolutely. But yeah, you, you're so right. The path of the courageous, it really is. And and that's what I was going to say. And so people sometimes go, why are you getting annoyed? You're supposed to be like all zen. And I was, was like really frustrated. I'm like, no. <laughs> actually you know it makes sure that I don't you know and I'm quite if something's not okay then I make sure I've I've voiced it and there's a there's a practice in Kundalini it's called Fists of Anger it's a three minute practice so what we do is um you can't see me so there's no point in me doing it but you you um you you do that you you do this and you bring your arms over your head and you quit cutting through your aura and your arc line, but you bring into your awareness, you get angry when you're doing it. You you conjure up the feelings. Like, you know, you, you really put that into the practice and you do an oh shit mouth breath and you're clearing it out and you're clearing Hang it on. out. Did you just, just say oh shit? Oh shaped. Oh shaped. <laughs> <laughs> we could actually come up with an oh shit mouth breath. <laughs> I like Hilarious. that. Right? <laughs> I, I might change it to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you, you do this, oh, shit, my breath, while you're thinking of all these. Um, because what we're doing is we're transmuting the energy again. You know, we, we the anger energy of the energy of anger is, is it's, it's, it doesn't get just different. Yeah, yeah, well, it's all energy. You know, take the labels mm. off. It's all just energy. And it's about um, alchemizing that energy again to to here or to there it's that's that's up to you to do that but if we can we do that and we do that for three minutes and then we close our eyes and we inhale and we suspend our breath and we visualize this white healing light all around us and after three minutes of doing that you're just like you you are just it's, you have to experience it you know it's, it's just you complete you're just serene you're just complete and you've shifted all them feelings. So you haven't pretended that they're not there. You haven't pushed them away. You haven't numbed to them. You haven't let them overcome you to a point of bringing you down. You've acknowledged them. You've moved that and you, you, you can alchemize that into something else. 
Yeah. I love that so much. I'm going to definitely give that a go. Yeah. Maybe you could, uh, when after our call, maybe you can show me how to do that because yeah. that sounds ideal. I know that that is actually one of the things that I've struggled the most on <clears throat> my journey is it's like a reset button, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like I am in experiencing this intense feeling and emotion right now I am triggered up to my eyeballs um you know what they say if it's hysterical it's historical uh I try and keep that in mind and not project it out like that uh, energetic vomit but even so dealing with that trigger like mm-hmm. I'm a highly emotional person um I don't know if you are too Sam but oh yeah yeah, I, I know I am and that's what I mean that's why people are like I thought you were supposed to be all like kundalini and zen and I'm like no that just means I actually like bring it out <laughs> sorry go but on. it it also means that we have to deal with this emotion don't we it, you can't just keep it inside because like you say it makes your your heart hurt Exactly. And then you, it causes physical imbalances. But in that moment, to be able to practic, practically use something to help us move through that experience. Now, it, it might not be something that you do in an office setting, right? <laughs> you can do it in the toilets. I used to, this is what I did in corporate. When I first dipped my toe in Kundalini and I was in corporate, I would take myself to the toilets and I would do a three minute like um, meditation for a calm heart or do this fist of anger. And I would do that actually in in work, yeah. Really? And mm. did that, I bet you just floated out of the toilet. Oh my God, honestly, happened? yeah, I just wasn't like, I was like, yeah, I'm over that. That's fine now, you know, just like. Were you spending all of your time in the toilet? Pretty much, at first. <laughs> and then I was bringing, and then I started bringing my crystals and my oils into the office as well. And everyone was like, oh my God, she's totally cracked up because I can't remember. And then I just had the heart thing and then I came back and I was like, woo, and so yeah. Um, and yeah, sorry, go. So that's really interesting because, uh, you know, on an outside perspective, when we start going down this route, um, it can look quite similar in some ways, like the oils and the crystals and people kind of look at you with a side eye and give you a bit of a sneer and go, oh, she's gone. Yeah. Like off she goes. Um, and that can take as uh, when we're first coming into that, uh, out of that numbing experience, we can go a bit down a bit of spiritual bypassing. Yes. Can you talk to me? About, did that happen to you? It did. It did. And I, f- I threw myself fully into it. And it took a very long time to realize that I'd just replaced one addiction or one facet, you know, one, one kind of thing, a crutch. That's what we'll say. One crutch for another. So what yeah. is spiritual bypassing? Spiritual bypassing to me is to try is to not actually deal with what it is that's arising and to to move through it. It's to kind of do something that just makes you feel better in the moment without actually really feeling it or to kind of just start repeating things that you're hearing without actually experiencing it. And just, I don't know. Yeah, for me, it's just kind of and I think it's maybe it's a part of the journey. I don't know, you know. It's and I know now, like who I am now is a whole different person to the girl who stepped into this. But it had to. You have to go through a series of steps to get to where you are. You can't go from A to 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 be like that fast. It has to be a series of transitions. And I think that's what I needed at that time. And I didn't know anything about spiritual bite. You know, it was all just discovery. It was all just a matter of what's working for me. And you do what you need to do to get out of what you're in as well at the, at the same time. So, you know, that was, but the, the, the further into the journey I've gone, the more now I realize that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, 
embodied yeah it wasn't embodied at all it was you know it maybe little bits were but I was probably doing things and trying to sound like I knew what I was talking about more than actually stepping into it and what I wanted what I do now is is very much based on on um 2020 has been a funny year because um well that's that's really I can't believe I just said that <laughs> There's a lot of things at the beginning of this year, a lot of systems and a lot of things that have throughout the year, you know, everything's becoming more transparent, Don, isn't it? Everything is coming more transparent and, and it's all just part of the process. We're, we're going into the age of Aquarius. That's just how it is now. But it's rocked my world a little bit and without, it's a whole different conversation, but without going too much into it, the, the, there's some things and, and systems and things that I held in certain places and it, it's been deconstructed. And what I found is that I... You know, I need to just, I need to base um, what my beliefs and my truth on my experience, you know, and until I've done something and embodied it, then it's just a dogma or it's just a teaching or it's just words on a book or it's just an Instagram quote you know and there's so much of that and I feel like the more that we can rise into and step into our truths and I'm, I'm very conscious with again the word conscious I'm very like funny with the words I'm using at the minute because as well I feel like there's just a lot of the same conversation going on at the minute um and I'd love to see that change I'd love to see more people using this fingerprint that we talked about and just starting to talk about what's true for them what their experience is you know um there's so many things that you're saying that really truly resonate with me too Sam because and I you know I can see that from where I went, I did go through a, a series of spiritual bypassing. And that to me means um, I was in such a painful, emotional, and physical place that I needed relief. Yeah. I needed something to come in and take me out of that and stop me from feeling so much pain, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever it was, it was too much. Um, and so when I started finding um, modalities that could take me away from myself and my pain for a while that felt better it felt and then I started to chase that more that feeling of uh it was yeah spiritual bypassing I guess is a form of numbing it's a numbing from the pain taking away from that and then I realized at some point that it doesn't matter what you do that 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 shit just follows you everywhere. Yeah. That pain, that stuff, it follows you. And you can either keep running, keep going, or you can just use your paws and go, oh, this is really the path of the courageous and I'm <laughs> going to sit here and I'm going to let it come to me and I'm going to deal with whatever comes up because I don't know if I can, mm -hmm. but I know I've got to. Yeah. And then in that space of I don't know I can, but I don't know I've got to, the universe steps in and goes, I am going to meet you where you are right here, right now. And I am going to bring you tools, the people, the things that you need, the things you need to hear. Um, and I'm going to bring it just in the moment that you need it. Not before. So don't yeah. try and mentalize this. Try and get your head around it. <laughs> because that's not going to work. Yeah. But just in the moment that you need it. And then you take it from that idea of being... Um, mentally understood right mm -hmm. which is what we're talking about mm -hmm. uh to physically understanding what we're doing here and that's I think when you ignite your blueprint that's when you get the opportunity to say who am I mm. 
Who am I without all this pain and suffering and anxiety and stress and worry? Not that that all goes away, Mm -hmm. but you can journey with it like an alongside, like you're going to put your arm around it like a friend, draw it in and go, all right, (laughs) I'm not entirely sure I know what I'm doing, but we're going to do this together. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love that, Dawn. Yeah, so eloquently put. Mm. Do do you feel that um, there's more and more people in your uh, circle that are now embracing the blueprint? Oh, it's a very interesting question. I'm not sure. I would love for that to... Yeah, do you know what? Actually, yes. I I feel like I've got different... Circles. Yes, absolutely. And I was just thinking about one second, I'm thinking, oh my God, no. Like I know, yeah, 100%. And I think... um, I think it's it's the way forward, isn't it? It's the way forward. And I think, again, going back to childhood, you know, it's going to, I see an education system where this is, bro- this is, this is, um, this is brought out of children from a very young age to embrace it. And that's the way, you know, down the line, I feel that's going to be. But yeah, absolutely within a circle of ladies that we know and I know and we know, then everybody's kind of thinking, right, okay, what is it that lights me up? What is it that I bring? What is it that, what is that my flavor? What is it, you know, what's, it's all about a perspective, isn't it? Because we can have the same topic and we can look at it from different perspectives. And it's how do we bring all our beautiful pieces together to create this new world because we've all got it's like a big giant puzzle and we're all individual pieces and we all fit together so beautifully um when we when we when we come and we collaborate and we do things together and bring our unique flavor to it and I, I do believe that's the way that that the world will go and more and more people will you know wake up to their blueprint not wake up, I don't like that sorry you know step into the blueprint yeah and embody their blueprint um and and yeah it's it's exciting it gives me goosebumps even thinking about me it. too Sam mm. do you feel sometimes like you're talking a different language to yeah. people yeah god yeah all the time <laughs> <laughs> not as much actually not not as much and something really beautiful happened while we were away recently and um we were we were at like um a, a dinner in the evening with with people that you know we some we knew some we didn't and it was um not, not don't know very well and everybody there like understood what I was talking about and I was like whoa like because I didn't I didn't ignite the conversation but they were talking and and there were the things they were saying and they were talking about the breath and how they feel when they breathe and and like and and different ways of where we're um we're shifting as a as a as a community and as a um, as a what what's the word I'm looking for consciousness yeah yeah um and it was only my other half that was sat there like how come everybody's kind of talking Sam's language and not mine because it's usually me that's not part of part of the norm um so that was a really beautiful experience and it made me just think ah because I think sometimes we can get caught up in our own little bubbles a little bit and like and I know for me at the beginning of my journey I nobody kind of understood the things that I was saying and then I started stepping out more and more and I started hearing people talk the same kind of language and it was like things are changing and this is way pre-2020 and things like that that you could you could tell things were starting to change consciousness was starting to shift um even little things like greeting cards in shops having a different language on them really really little details but still enough for me to think 
oh, oh, this this kind of it, things are shifting, things are changing, and I think that's just going to continue and continue as long as. Um, you know, the biggest the biggest challenge on the planet right now is for people, you know, with the fear and the anxiety and, you know, and it's a very, you know, it's it's huge. It's huge. Um, but I think for me, what we've got, we're, 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 the universe is always expanding, right? So we've got to keep expanding with it. And every time that we, we come in, we contract into fear, we're going against the flow of the universe. So we've just got to get still. We've got to get quiet. We've got to, we've got to, the matrix isn't going to change, you know, it's not. And, and sort of butting up against it and, and shouting and screaming and saying it's all wrong. It's not, it's going to just drain your energy. It's not going to change anything. But if we become aware of the matrix and if we be understand it and if we understand how it impacts us and then we can start to use, not use it, but like see how we can turn it to to work you know, to rise above it or to, to work with it. Do, do you know what I mean? Rather than trying to fight against it, that's not going to change anything. But if we can kind of become aware of it and become aware of the impact it has on us, then when we can start bringing it down to our level and seeing what we can do to kind of, yeah. Absolutely. It's, a, it's going from <clears throat> resistance to surrender, isn't it? There's an mm. element of surrendering to what is, surrendering to this is the situation, this is the reality in which we're living in. Mm-hmm. So what do I do with it then? How do I interact with that matrix, that reality, that mm-hmm. experience? And that's, again, where the empowerment comes in. That's where that beautiful pause that you're talking about mm. is so, so important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So... If you were um, if you were back in your numbing days um, mm. and you were having that life experience, you were at work, you had two young kids. What would Sam today want to tell Sam back then? Oh, mm, that's beautiful. Yeah, just let me think about this for a moment because I know it's there and it's rich and it's just how powerful. You know, no, I don't even know if that's. Just that you need to you you need to believe in yourself. You need to trust yourself. You need to. Mm. What kind of feeling does it give you to think about that? Yeah, it it makes me. The thing is, I feel like I, you can't ever every you can't change anything. Do you know what I mean? Because everything is just built on everything. So it's like it's. It, I feel like it's a very different person, but I've got so much love for that person and I've got so much kind of, even empathy, to be honest with you. Like, it's a real kind of, oh, and you see my hand come straight to my chest because it's like, oh, and it's, yeah, it's quite it's quite emotional for me to even think about it because I feel like a completely different person. And I, I do try and do this myself, you know, when I see people who are really challenged at the moment with, you know, because I don't, I don't personally feel like I am, but I, I know that's down to my practice and I'm not saying that I'm ignoring things and I'm not saying that I put my head in the sand, but I do feel, you know, quite centered and thinking back to Sam back then, she was so disempowered and so, and I don't know, it's a really challenging question. I felt like I had the really good answer for this. <laughs> God, now I'm feeling like all awash with emotion. Um, well, yeah. you see, that's the thing, isn't it? Mm. This isn't a path that we just can easily put into words. It is such so much more of a feeling experience. And you can feel the Sam that was back there. You can connect mm. with her feelings and emotions. And yeah. yet now, equally, mm. 
it feels like such a different experience too. It Compassion, does. empathy, kindness, yeah. love for that sound. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, I'd love to say how proud I am of her for actually, you know, doing that. And it, it's one, one small step in front of another and just moment to moment choice to, you know, and it is a choice, isn't it, Dawn? You know, it really is. And it, it's, it's getting harder and harder, which means that we need to, we need to give ourselves the best chance right now. And we do that by building our system. I don't know if you've heard this before, but we've, we've not just got one body, we've got 10 bodies in in the lineage of kundalini yoga we've got a 10 body system so you've got um you've got your physical body you've got your three minds and then you've got your six energetic bodies okay so i mean again this is this is where like i'm doing the course around all this going into each one um so you've got your soul body and you've got your negative mind your positive mind your neutral mind your physical body your arc line your aura your pranic body your subtle body and then your radiant body and when we have all these bodies working at their optimum and in sync that's when we become like unshakable that's when we can and we can turn up the areas that we need to um uh, when we need to and that's if you think about um like a a, a circuit system and you think or, or maybe like an iphone say an iphone we need to keep upgrading it because you know and we need to keep upgrading it and that's what the technology of kundalini yoga does for me there's more information coming at you there's more things coming at you can your system can your vessel can your 10 body system handle that you need to be able to handle that and we do that by increasing our we call it different things prana life force our car body you know chi there's lots of different words but the more that we build that then the 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 more that we can we can handle and we can stay firm well, not stay firm but stay solid in 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 situations that would normally knock us off our feet <laughs> i i absolutely love that uh, sam i use something similar but i um whilst i completely recognize the bodies that you're talking about in terms of the way that I work with my clients is a four body system. So you're using the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, Mm -hmm. working out where you're imbalanced with all of that shows where you can put your attention and your focus and your awareness. And then the core being creating a strong foundation so that no matter what happens, um, where we're going, what we're doing, we can be taken off a little bit but come back to our center come back to our core and feel strong mm, yeah yeah so um can you give us a, a little uh, practice or something that you would suggest would be really important to deal with fear or something like that at this time um, the, the fist of anger that I gave you is a really good way to shift. I mean, it's called fist of anger, but really it's any kind of emotion or energy that you're feeling that's knocking you and rocking you a little bit. That's a really good way to clean it out and, and, and bring yourself kind of full of that kind of healing light. And that can, that can absolutely shift in a moment. Um, for the, the, we've got like a three minute and that's what I love about it's three minutes you know everyone's got three minutes everyone's got three minutes what we call the addictions meditation but when we say addiction it's not just about the sort the, the standard types of addictions that we these are things like thought patterns or you know anything that's not keeping you um at your you know your, your optimum anything that's kind of bringing you, you know, into fear or into, you know, these subconscious thoughts that we have going on on loop. And, you know, it, 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 it actually 
clears and it severs the neurotransmitters. It, it, it rewires, rewires everything. It's actually what um, is going to be known. It's, I think they say in the next 200 years, <laughs> it'll be in the medical science books um, because we're working with the brain and three minutes. And So I can share that. Would you like me to do it now and share it with you? Yes, I would love or that. I, or would you like me to do a little video, of like a little... Um, Both would be good. Yeah. Okay, so you need to sit up nice and straight, chin tucked in slightly, and then we bring our thumbs and place them on the temples. And if you were chewing gum, just lightly clench the back molars as if you were chewing gum, so it's not hard. And can you feel that pulsation? underneath your thumb yeah yeah and as we do that we we in our heads so mentally recite the primal sounds sa ta na ma so every time we clench the back teeth they'll clench the you know the jaw not hard we don't want to give ourselves tmj is it yeah so just nice and gently and we silently recite sa ta na ma and we do that for three minutes, and that's it. Inhale, exhale, release. If you do that on a daily basis, you don't even need to think about what it is you're trying to trying to move through or what's causing the fear. You just it will just it will just work for you. Um, but I'll do a little video. Um, I think it's a really really brilliant and effective meditation. It's something that I teach everybody. So yeah. And that just helps us move through um, negative thought patterns or addictions or anything at all? Anything, anything at all that is causing you to to come come this way rather than to elevate or it's not keeping you at your optimum. So it it can be absolutely anything. It can be from your hardcore addictions to your subconscious programming from childhood, you know, from traumas. It can be thoughts. It can be absolutely biting your nails, anything. And you don't even realize, like, you'll just – so, so that say for example it's biting your nails you won't like just think oh, you it'll just eventually just fall away because you just you rewire and it's there's quite a little bit of detail and I can give you some you know I'll, I'll do a video and go more into it but um it's really quite fascinating and it's um very like with all of these practices the kundalini yoga it's the experience you need to just have the embodiment and the experience and then you see for yourself so um <clears throat> Tell me a little bit more about what uh, what your plan is for taking Kundalini Yoga to um, becoming more accessible. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, what I'm going to be doing is so I teach my classes. Obviously, at the minute we, we can't we can't do that. So my idea is to create a short course. I'm going to be doing it. I don't know if you know the mind body app, the, yeah, no. well, I'm going to get my own branded app and on there, I'm going to be doing a series of kind of courses and we'll dive into different aspects of these 10 bodies of our energetic anatomy. And it's going to be in a language that people resonate with and they can understand how they can take the tools and use them practically for this time. And I'm not going to be using all the kind of the language with Kundalini. I mean, it's a bit nervous to say this because it's a bit vulnerable, but with generally the, the, the world of Kundalini yoga, everybody sounds the same. You get taught to teach a certain way and everybody kind of just does it. And this goes back to our, you know, our unique fingerprint. 
I'm now at a point where, and I kind of stuck to the tradition for a very long time, but this year I'm like, no, do you know what? It's time for me to bring it. So while I'm going to very much respect the ancient teachings, because of course, it's time for that to be brought into today's world. So it's going to be bite-sized bite-sized bits of information in a language that we understand and look I'm not gonna you don't have to wear white and you don't have to put a turban on and you don't have to chant all day and you don't have to get up at three o'clock if you don't want although I would advise it sometimes (laughs) (laughs) and you don't have to get a cold shower I'm taking the dogma out of it and I'm just gonna say look try this just try this and then you get to just have the experience and you get to you have that experience you you get to own that then you get to feel the shift and you get to feel the transformation and then you get to take that with you and you get to apply that as and when you need it so I just feel it's going to be very manageable very accessible and in today's language and yeah I just I just I feel like it's it's very much I'm trying to create something that I would have wanted you know, I mean, I took a leap and went into it anyway because I was like, I need something. But even if we don't, we don't need to get to that stage, Dawn. We, if we can start implementing some of these practices now, then maybe we don't have to get to a point where we're laid on a, a surgery table for eight hours. You know, we can we can start to transmute this energy and alchemize this into something beautiful. Mm. Thank you, Sam. That sounds wonderful. And I really look forward to um, seeing that manifest in reality and sharing it with our communities. It definitely feels like the more we can offer tools that are easy but uh, relatable to use Mm -hmm. for where we're at right now, um, the better. And I also thoroughly love that you are using your divine unique blueprint fingerprint whatever we want to call it to create something from your heart um which i want to encourage as many people to do at this time more than any other thank you sam i have thoroughly enjoyed me too just just on what you just said then um i believe that creativity is the highest form of yoga so i think yeah absolutely what do you mean tell me a little bit more about that i just think it's the highest form of yoga isn't it i mean we can learn about these postures and positions but our creativity if we can live from a place of constantly being creative then that is that is the highest form of yoga that is the highest form of being in alignment with your divine self your true self your you know that is embodying your fingerprint that is the highest form of yoga yeah i agree heart resonance what Mm. really makes our hearts uh, ignite and feel passionate and then i always thought i was uh wasn't a creative person i don't know if you felt like that sam oh yes i remember like i mentioned with with tara bliss i I remember saying to her one time oh i'm not creative person and she just laughed at me and you know like and i think that's something many many people and and many women feel and and the the truth is is that we are all creative beyond belief if we just yeah if we get quiet enough to listen to to what ourselves saying then yeah it's just such a beautiful you know and it doesn't have to be in the way that we think that my sister and my dad are, are artists they're very creative my sister makes a living from her her paintings and her graphic design and things like that and then here I am with an overly uh, logical mind which I'm working on um, you know and I think in terms of A to B I think in processes I think in systems I think in that way and there's not a lot of space for creativity with that kind of mindset so it's only when you get quiet mm. isn't it yes so you yes. start to 
feel more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I would say that you are highly creative. It's funny how we give ourselves a higher time, isn't it? And the people see us so differently. Yeah. Well, I think I would class myself now as being creative. Okay, yeah, Um, yeah. But I definitely didn't think that I... I thought I was sporty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I didn't think I was... Uh, Again, it's, it's our interpretation of the word, though, isn't it? It's the labels that we've given it, and it's the, you know, it's what we've attached to it. Um, like like you, my sister's highly creative. She's crafty and all this, and I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> um, but it embodies so many things, doesn't it? Creativity yeah. embodies so many things. But thank you so much. It's been so beautiful to chat with you. It really has. Thank you. Likewise, um, I'm honoured and thrilled to be in your presence today, Sam. Um, Would you like to just um, share how people can get in contact with you? Yeah, so via Instagram. um, It's all having a bit of a reshuffle at the moment. So um, I'll give you the website. It's uh, www.haseya.studio. Um, there is a contact form on there and also the Instagram handle is at Haseya, spelled the same, dot studio. Lovely. Great. I'll put those all in the show notes so people can contact you anyway. Thank you. But in the meantime, thank you so much for pioneering and being a way shower in the field of helping women to rise up and find their power, showing us how it's done, sharing your story with us today. And I am deep gratitude for sharing this moment with you sam so thank you thank you darling thank you sat now sat now <laughs> what a beautiful conversation with sam i truly believe that we need more times when we are diving deep into our soul so if you would like to find out more about sam you can find her at hasaya.studio that's h a s e y a.studio and at Instagram at Hasaya Studio, all spelled the same way. And to find out more about me, you can reach me at at dawnlusht underscore on Instagram. And my website is www.dawnluch.com. And in the meantime, keep believing in yourself.